subliminal messaging behind their music and they that store i cannot recall the name but that store saw a specific sales increase so it worked in other words hey there i'm renee a former shopping addict turned minimalist mindset guru in three years i went from totally broke and burnt out to debt-free minimalist Learning to simplify every area of my life, both inside and out, saved my marriage, gave me the time back to live my life how I wanted to, and allowed me to love myself like never before. Looking back, the only thing I wish I had had was a friend to share the journey with me. That is my hope for the Unstuffed Podcast. This is a place where you can shake off the need to people please and show up as your authentic self, even if you're still wearing yesterday's sweatpants. Think of this as a standing coffee date with an old friend whose only job is to hear you out, hype you up, remind you that you are already enough, and doesn't mind if your house is a mess. Let's keep this simple. Life is complicated enough. Welcome to the Unstuffed Podcast. Hey guys, it's me, Renee, your host of the Unstuffed Podcast. Today I have a surprise for you because the original episode that was recorded kind of went missing. Dun dun dun. Anyway, to sub in, I was going to share with you a sneak peek behind the scenes listen to one of the lessons in my shopping rehab course. So this lesson in the course is all about five reasons why it's hard to not spend money, which was the basic topic of this podcast anyway. So my loss is your gain. This is the very first exclusive behind the scenes sneak peek of the shopping rehab course. And hey, if you're really feeling it and you think it might add some value to your life, you can grab the entire course. It is linked in the show notes. All right, so we've covered some signs as to signs that you might be struggling with a shopping addiction, but why is it so hard to quit? Number one, yes, we know that it is an addiction and addictions are hard because our brains have learned that this is a reward system. We are being rewarded. We feel really good when we get a sale or when we buy a new item, when we get to bring something home, when we get a new package. It's that same kind of feeling like when you're a kid and it's your birthday and there's a new package on the door and you just get all excited. Uh, shopping, especially online shopping in that sense, can really give us that sense of instant gratification and dopamine. So it's hard already in that sense, but there are a few other reasons that I want to talk to you about um, and kind of shed some light on some areas that you might not be aware of. So the second reason it can be really hard to quit a shopping addiction is because you are being emotionally marketed to. What I mean by that is when we buy something, we are never, ever, ever buying the thing. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, never, ever, but sometimes. Sometimes we're buying the thing. Like say you, your toilet seat broke and you just need a new toilet seat. So you go buy a toilet seat. But keep in mind, have you ever done that thing where you're like, nah, I don't really need a new toilet seat. I can make do without one. But you wanna spend on other more fun things because you are getting an emotional reward. Now, hopefully you buy yourself a toilet seat, but I think you could come up with some ideas in your mind where you put off the practical purchases um, because it's a lot more fun to spend on something that really invokes emotion in you. So often we are not buying a thing. We are not buying an item. We are buying 
a feeling that we believe we will get from purchasing that item. Marketers know this and they are doing everything they can to convince you that this product is going to solve all of your internal emotional needs. Now, how you can stay one step ahead of this is something that I've done for myself and my kids. When we're watching a commercial and they'll start to go, ooh, like look at that thing, it sounds so awesome or whatever, I'll go, what message are, the, are they trying to tell you? The people who made this, I talk to them about the making of the commercial. I, I tell them like, okay, well in this commercial, they want you to feel like you are missing something and that their product will be the solution to your problem. So what are they trying to tell you you are missing and what are they trying to tell you is the solution? And just having them be a little bit more mindful helps them go out of the mindset of just taking it all in and buying into it really quickly and helps them slow down and be a little bit more intentional. So I would encourage you to do the same thing. All right, number three is that stores know us better than we know ourselves in a very freaky way. I talk about this all the time, but it happened actually pretty close to home. I believe it was literally just like a city or two over that this actually took place. But if you remember, if you're an adult like me, you might remember that a few years ago, and when I say a few, it was probably like 10, 10 years ago, Target started sending us coupons. They started taking our number and they would send home coupons. And I remember opening them up and there'd be like mandarin oranges, there'd be diapers, bananas, all the things that we always bought were always in my little Target coupon book. Now I'm learning that Target was specifically targeting each person by taking their number they were tracking your purchases um, in order to send you coupons in of course to entice you to come back to the store now you might be thinking that's not that bad and i agree i mean i know that's happening and if you're going to send me coupons so that my food's a little bit cheaper I'm, that's cool by me how far their marketing went got really really scary they had gotten so good at understanding people and their purchases that they were able to anticipate people's life shifts before anybody else even knew about them. There was a dad who went into a Target, like I said, near me, and he was saying, how dare you send this to my daughter? My daughter's 15 and she's getting pregnancy ads in the mail. This is unacceptable. It's like, but turns out his sweet little innocent daughter was in fact pregnant. And now she was not going to Target. She was not buying diapers. She wasn't buying pregnancy tests. She wasn't buying anything like that. Their marketing team, they had a special dude come in I believe, was so good at what they were doing that they were able to anticipate that she was pregnant based off of the things she was buying, based off a change in her purchases. It can be really freaky truly knowing just how much information marketers have on us. Number four, this one is so freaky. Um, our senses are literally being hacked, hijacked. Our senses are being hijacked. So what I mean is, of course, we know about visual marketing. We see things, we see things, we see things. Eventually, it's just gonna lock into our brain, right? That kind of works. Hearing things, there have been stores that have done things where they say, you wanna spend a lot of money, or they have some sort of subliminal messaging that they play behind the music that's playing in their store. Subliminal messaging behind their music, and they that store, I cannot recall the name, but that store saw a specific sales increase. So it worked, in other words. But our smells is the most recent thing that they have found to be incredibly powerful in getting us to do what they want, basically. And this doesn't just tie to stores. This is places like hotels and things like that. 
well, how this works when it comes to stores is putting that little bakery and coffee shop right in the front of their store. It's not convenient for you. It's because you are more likely to spend more money when you smell that fresh baked bread, mostly vanilla. Vanilla has been shown to increase people's spending habits. And you might be like, okay, well, they have a bakery, not a huge deal. However, there are a lot of stores that are actually lightly scenting their store with vanilla while you shop. And the last thing that really sucks is that shopping addiction is glamorized these days. People take pictures of their stocked Amazon packages waiting for them on their doorstep. People have little doormats that say, hide my purchases from my husband and the Amazon people are doing it. And I know it's all fun and games, but these again, like I said, can be signs of major addictions because some things that people aren't sharing are the money fights that are happening with the husbands. They're not sharing um, the aftermath of the credit card debt from all of those packages and the real hurt that is taking place. So we live in a society right now that is trying to make women specifically just think it's an okay girly thing to do to just be totally broke and spend all of your money on silly things. And we are more and more consumed with influencers and ads everywhere we go that are absolutely doing their job more than we might be willing to admit to ourselves. These are some of the reasons why it might not only be hard for you, but why it is getting harder and harder and why marketers are making it difficult for you to stop spending so much money. But like I said, the best thing to do is just be aware of these things because when you are aware of them, you can start to turn on your brain rather than going into that blackout shopping mode that we talked about and be a little bit more intentional with your purchases. 